0: Uh, thank you for having me back. I, I appreciate it. I, uh, I always enjoy being here. And um, if I can get this thing working, we'd be even better. There we go. Um, thank you for having me. I enjoy being here. I enjoy being able to speak with you guys today. Um, I tell you every time I try to channel my inner Robert when I come here, right? <laughs> so first two times I tried beard oil, it didn't work. But I think I figured out what it was. Every time I come here to preach, I always shave my head beforehand. And Robert doesn't have a shaved head. So, I left my hair this week. And we'll see if that works. I did apply the beard oil as well, but I'm not 100% sure that's going to work either. So, um, but we will definitely figure it out. And then uh, next time I talk to Robert, I'm going to have to ask him a secret. Uh, We're going to continue on Robert's uh, series of The Second Mile Christian. And we're going to talk about... Proclamation and forgiveness today. Um, we're going to spend a little bit more time in the forgiveness part, um, but we're going to talk about both. Beyond the second mile servant, uh, what's the opportunity to, to, show, to show God to everyone? What is a proclamation? Let's start with that. What does that mean? Proclamation. A public or official announcement, especially one one dealing with a matter of great importance. Example, when I proposed to my wife. She was so excited, she got on the phone and called everybody. She said, I'm marrying the most amazing guy ever. Right? (laughs) I like to think so. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, It's more serious than that, right? So a president gives proclamations. I I looked up yesterday. um, I was going through my notes just to make sure I had everything together. And I looked up presidential proclamations. And they said the most famous proclamation that a president ever made was Abraham Lincoln. When he announced the first Thanksgiving. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was considered to be the most famous proclamation ever. I was thinking it was going to be like, we're going to war, or the war is over, or something like that. But it's about Thanksgiving. How cool is that? You know what, though, I don't think that's accurate either. That might be the most famous one for a president, but what's the most famous proclamation you can think of? Maybe. It's possible. Well, let's read Matthew chapter 17. Let's go into Matthew chapter 17. And, uh, and we're going to read 1 through 13. Um, no, we just read 1 through 8, but we're going to read 1 through 13 here. 17. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. He was transcendent. He was transfigured before them, and his face shone shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice came from the cloud and said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus. And as they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them. Tell no one the vision until the son of man is raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, then why do you why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He answered, Elijah does come and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come and they did not recognize him. But did to him whatever they pleased, so the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. Did you hear the proclamation there? In verse 5, This is my beloved Son. With whom I am well pleased, listen to him. Who said that? That was God's voice to them. God speaking to them. So there's three parts to this proclamation here. Number one, identification. This is my beloved son. Pretty clear, right? And in in that identification... Saying this is my beloved son. He's making that announcement. That. My son is a wonder. That he is. To behold. To look at. To to see him. To be able to talk to him. This is who you need to follow. Part two to this. Of the three. Is intimacy. I am well pleased. God says. A message to proclaim the love and relationship that them two have. That the father is happy with the son. And if God's happy with him, pretty good, right? And number three is the instruction listen to him. A relationship to imitate. Now, I don't know about you, but identification I get. This is my son. I'm there. Got it. Number two, I am well pleased. Jesus did everything right. Number three, the instruction. Listen to him. Time out. What if what you're saying doesn't really fit in with my agenda? How many times have we said that in our lives? Like, realistically... I know that my sword, that my Bible, is my guide. But how many times do I open this up and I read something and I say, Yep, I'm going to do that, and the next day I don't. (laughs) Let's be real. How many times do I say to myself, I know this is what Jesus says to do. I know this is what God commands me to do. And I'm going to do that, and it lasts a month. I've got kids. i got a loving wife. She's here. I can't talk about her like I did last time. All right. But I don't always, I don't always follow those instructions. I try, but I don't always follow those instructions. And it's not because I don't want to because they're not on top of my mind like they should be Now that's where we're going to go into forgiveness and we'll get into that a little bit more but I want you guys to think while we, while we finish out when we go into forgiveness I want you to really think about that third instruction there that third third bullet point instruction are we really following the way we're supposed to are we listening to the command that's given us to us there in in verse 5 where it says where it says this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased listen to him so now if we go into forgiveness a little bit have you ever needed to be forgiven that's a trick question you're right That's one I just wanted to hear everyone say, yup. (laughs) How much forgiveness is enough? How much do you want to be forgiven? Who said all the time? I agree. I think that second question, though, is the one that that got me to really think when I was going through this, is how much forgiveness is enough? Is it just someone saying, I forgive you? Is it the act of someone forgiving you? And what does that even look like? What is forgiveness? So if you would, turn your Bibles to chapter 18 of Matthew. um, And we're going to go to verse 21 right off the bat. And I told you we're going to spend a little bit more time on forgiveness. Because I am good at needing forgiveness. Let's start in, in verse 21. And we're going to go through 35. It says, Then Peter came, came up and said to, them, said to him, Lord, how often will my brothers sin against me and forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, But seventy-seven times in verse twenty-three. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who is who wished to settle accounts with his servants. Then he began to settle one to settle. One was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had as payments to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt, forgave him of the the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of the fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seized him. He began to choke him saying, pay what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and he went to put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. You should not have had mercy on your, and you should not have had mercy on your fellow servant, as I had had mercy on you. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all of his debt. So also, my heavenly Father will do everything, or every one of you. My 20, uh, thirty-five. So also, my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from the heart. The first half of that parable, I think we can relate to the servant who owes so much he can't pay it back. can never pay back what Christ did for me. I believe that the song is called, A Debt He Cannot Pay, or something along those lines. I know the words, but, and in the song it states, He paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I cannot pay. I was just talking to my cousin a little bit ago before I came up here. This would have been the sixth year we were counseling at STS at Delano Bay this year, and and this is the first year that we we are not counseling out there that we decided to to not counsel. And that's a song that I think we sing every day because it really it really gets to the heart. I mean, when, when, when we sing songs, sometimes we don't really think about the words, but those words just hit me. Like Christ did so much for my life and so much for everyone. He didn't deserve what he went through. But now me, on the other hand, I've done a lot of bad things in my life and there's no way that I deserve the forgiveness that I'm getting. Christ paid a debt he didn't know, but I don't owe a debt I cannot pay. I don't know how else to to put those in better words. That's so true. Our ungracious desire for the next part of the parable is a little harder in some ways. But it's someone who has been so forgiven, yet he can't extend that grace to somebody else. And as I read this, Robert sent me a little bit of notes. On On what the lesson series was about, and what today was he wanted me to speak on today, and that was in there and it felt like Robert was like knew exactly what my week was like. I went to work this week and I work as a as a solution specialist for a company. We go into companies and I do a lot of cost savings analysis for companies and stuff like that and I was in Amazon, and we 're redoing their whole project of of their their cost savings measures, their six Sigma stuff. And I went to the guy, my, the plant manager there, and I said, listen, I know, I, was, I know this project, this report is due to you by Friday, but I need a couple extra days. I can't finish it in time. He's like, hey, no problem, man. Just give it to me by next week. Perfect. I got you. Went back, and I had on my phone when I got out of there, I had three messages from employees of mine that I work with. And they said, hey, I need a couple extra days. I can't finish what I'm working on. And they're working on some other companies. And I said, no, you don't got that chance. I need it done now. Like, I'm leaving at 3.30. It should be in my inbox at 3 o'clock. And they're like, I don't know. I can't do it. And I was like, figure it out. Not my problem. Here's the real story to that. Their project's not due for two more weeks. But I just want it so I can review it in time. So what's a couple of days? So when I read that, I said to myself, Robert, why? Why did you have to put that in there? Because now I've got to admit my faults. But that's good. Because now I'm looking at this and I'm like, remember my identification part and my instruction part? Follow those instructions? Hell, there you go. (laughs) So... I'm following instructions here and I'm trying to figure out everything that's going right, and then I do that to my employees. And then I text them yesterday and I said, Hey, I know you didn't send me the stuff on Friday, and I just left it at that. And they text me back, they're like, I'm sorry, and I was like, Don't worry about it, give it to me Tuesday. Because after I read this, I realized I was wrong. And then I needed to be forgiven. I apologized to him. I said, you know, I shouldn't have rushed you like that because it wasn't that needed to be like that. And everything worked out. So sometimes we need a little kick. And we need to to reread things we've read in the past to help remind us of what's important. I was wrong for what I did. But what about learning to forgive? Is that a hard thing to do? Learning to forgive and actually forgive. Not just the words, I forgive you. In the parable, it talks about transformation or lack thereof. Uh, If you would, go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And in that, it says, be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. I'm going to read that one more time. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. Transformation... It is about taking on the nature of Jesus. And forgiveness is one of the biggest parts of who Jesus is. Forgiveness is a big part of our Savior. If Christ forgives us, why don't we forgive each other? Like I said in chapter 18 of Matthew, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, I will tell you this. I am not a perfect man. I know, shocking. Especially to my kids. I'm not a perfect man. But I try to be. I make mistakes. Forgiveness has the same parts of your proclamation. Identifying when you've made a mistake. Having that intimate relationship to know when to ask for forgiveness. And listen, become informed. Transform. Follow the instructions of how to be forgiven. This is a statement that I would like us all to think about, to pray about. Can I be, can you be, can we be those that go beyond that second mile, be that second mile Christian? I told you earlier I wasn't a perfect man. Not a perfect father, not a perfect son, not a perfect husband, not a perfect brother, not a perfect Christian. But I do tell myself this. That if I make a mistake, I don't want to make it twice. That if I ask for forgiveness... For one thing, I try not to do that twice. It doesn't always happen. Ask my wife. But I try. I try to never put myself in a position where that I've been in before that has been wrong. That's hard. Society today says, do this. In a lot of ways. Scripture says. Don't do that. Follow me. It's a lot easier. In a lot of ways. To listen to those outside of here. Outside of here. But that doesn't make it the right way. I think I told you guys this last time. I had a sergeant major. When I was in the army, that used to tell me, choose the hard right over the easy wrong. Never understood what he meant until I became an NCO. And then I called him on the phone and I said, I got it. (laughs) He said, took you long enough. I still keep in touch with him today. And he reminds me every time that it took me long enough. But that goes with my spiritual walk as well that goes with my walk with Christ, you're the hard right in a lot of cases. But that easy wrong definitely is not worth it. Proclamation and forgiveness, these are two very important details on becoming a second mile Christian. When you proclaim proclaim Christ, mean it. Act on it. When you ask for forgiveness, repent. When you say you forgive someone, mean it. Forgive like Christ forgave you. I want to end on this. I teach karate and I've taught for a long time. And I tell my students this. Be better today than what you were yesterday. And be better tomorrow than what you are today. when you have that in your life and you take that and you use it into your your walk with Christ you can only get better it's not the easiest thing to do you're going to have to ask for forgiveness but it's the right thing to do if I know that my journey with Christ and I'm walking with Christ is the right thing to do then I have very little fear of going wrong use this on your journey as a second mile Christian Be that second mile servant. I I do thank you guys for letting me come here today. I do thank you for letting me speak with you today. Proclamation and forgiveness is something that hits me in the heart. I need forgiveness. But I will scream it at the top of my lungs that Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I hope you guys do too. If you need to respond to today's lessons, please do so while we stand and sing.